Every time we do this stupid ass podcast, I have to connect my AirPods to my iPhone 13 Pro, and I feel like an idiot looking at the the like the settings screen trying to find the Bluetooth page. Dude, you're doing it all wrong. You don't use Control Center for that. You're you're still on your iPhone Seven mentality going into settings. <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't opened the settings app in like four years. It's an iPhone Seven state <laughs> of mind, I guess. No, you see, like the problem is it's always connecting to my MacBook Pro. So when I went switch to the iPhone Pro, I need to get into the Bluetooth settings and do some rearranging. Ty, you don't think I have the exact same situation as you? We literally have the my same problems. Company, your problem, company laptop. <laughs> <laughs> we're living the same time check this out top right top right you just swipe right okay. down like that you swipe down then what Hop over so you're in you're in like a music. interstitial you're in an interstitial state it seems like you have you have a this is the command center <laughs> this is the command center ty you listen you pop over to the little music player and you're over here right and see that mm-hmm. just tap on airpods and that's mm. it See, this is my seconds. mistake. I, I didn't know that you go the music player route. Very unintuitive because AirPods are more than a music player. I was going the Bluetooth route where you click into the Bluetooth icon, and that doesn't get you anywhere. Dude, absolutely not. Um, I stay away from uh, Bluetooth settings as much as possible. I just go to um, that little arrow thing because, um, you know, I mess around a lot on the app, and that's that icon's pretty frequent uh, across mm. my three devices. You're familiar with their symbolism. <laughs> their yeah. hieroglyphics. You gotta, you gotta just tap on the Illuminati triangle, and then you know things seem to just solve themselves. <laughs> yeah, damn. Good one. Can you Tim. delete the settings app <laughs> off your phone? Like, is that a possibility? I have no idea. I, I mean, actually, you can't. I've tried. Of you also you can't tried. delete the App Store app because if you did, you wouldn't be able to download anything. Like you wouldn't be able to That's get it back. <laughs> but Ty, it's see, all... this is again where I I just know that you come from a different generation. You're you're not a uh, Gen Z like me. You're a degenerate Z. <laughs> degenerate. Okay, um, walk me through you why do, you think that. Because listen, here I am. Right, you just swipe down, uh, and then you have a little search bar. And you just type in anything you want. I can type in Turo. And there you go. I can literally just download the Turo app from there. Well, that's that's not a Turo app, by the way. (laughs) You're a Turo power user, I see. Hold on. Let me just pop up an anchor, guys. If you want to make this for free, (laughs) you can literally just type in anchor in the search bar on your iPhone and then download the app for free. Boom. Man, and if you want to meet Eric in person, go to your nearest Apple store and book a res with the Genius Bar. He'll be blue collared mm-hmm. there. He's that's, his, that's Eric's literal blue collar job. Mm-hmm. And if you want to meet Ty in person, just download the Grinder app. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, he's fast on his feet today, everybody. Mm-hmm. You're I mean, a foot fast foot uh, Dude, I'm a fast foot kind of guy. Uh, seeing you, Ty, in those. Tom Brown in gray shorts. You got me feeling a type of way, bro. Bro, you got a problem with my gray Tom Brown sweatshorts? No. Catch me downloading Grinder sooner than you think, because uh, mm. I like what I see on the other end of the Zoom call. Thanks, Eric. I'm actually uh, unimpressed with these $600 sweatshorts. <laughs> the, they don't 
accentuate the dick as much as I thought they would. I thought there'd be a larger bulge, you know? Mm-hmm. The sandwich print in your to-go larger than your dick print in these uh, $600 Tom Brown shorts. For sure. I want to per- perpetuate a foot-long energy, and right now it's like barely six-inch energy. Like, shit's getting flattened. <laughs> Ty's got a mighty bell in his pants. Well, uh, in this case, bakers can't be choosers, or in this case, thrifters can't be choosers. Mm-hmm. Thrift, wow, you've revealed your sauce, Ty. You revealed the three sauces underneath those gray buns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid to say that I found, I found these Tom Brown sweatshorts secondhand. Some more i was gonna say some idiot rich kid but more likely the the mother of some idiot rich kid probably mm-hmm. threw them in the donation bin and then they somehow ended up at my local thrift store mm-hmm. it's really interesting to observe the way you shop because you kind of just like go until you find something you like and then you'll buy it um and it's like very rare for you to find something you like because obviously it's all like thrifted garbage but then you'll mm-hmm. stumble across mm-hmm. like a tom brown sweatshirt or a Burberry uh, button-up or mm-hmm. like a vet Vetmont like anal plug or something mm-hmm. and when you as soon as you see that that's like okay instant cop like even though you don't like any of these brands like you're just gonna buy it because you know that's the best you're gonna get on that given day totally Kinda like when you like, listen to the radio like you're gonna settle for you know here Ariana Grande because like that's the best you're gonna get like if you just flip through all the channels you know Absolutely. When you walk into a thrift store, it's not unlike the radio because you're not, it's not like you just end up buying whatever the best thing is there. You don't, it's not like don't buy anything. It's just whatever you take, whatever you can get. Right. Mm-hmm, and that's exactly, but like sometimes you get lucky. Like I found a really old kind of falling apart Versace shirt the other day. And now that's hanging probably in my wardrobe. And Mm -hmm. my wardrobe has kind of become that, Eric. It's just become a mishmash of things that other people didn't want. And it leads to a really, really confused personal brand for me. Mm -hmm. It's not even your brand. It's just other people's unwanted brands. (laughs) Uh, It's other before other people's rebrands. Exactly. Somebody said, like, you know what? Enough's enough. Like, this Versace shirt is not getting me enough pussy for how much I paid for it. So I'm going to donate it to Value Village. And then that's where Ty swoops in and says, come to Papa. Mm-hmm. And then when I come, up, come across it, I'm like Adam Sandler. And this is my uncut gem. I don't know what to do <laughs> with it, but I'm going to get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You swear that it's worth $600, but we all know you paid 450 for it. Oh, man. The deals I find. Yeah. It's kind of like Subway, uh, though, too, Eric. You walk in there. You're hungry. You don't know (laughs) what you're going to get, but you know Mm -hmm. you're getting something. And it might not be great. You might get lucky. It might be, it might be designer good, but it, I don't know. It, it really, it comes down to the day. It comes down to the artist. It comes down to the inventory available. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shopping at Subway is a lot like shopping at Value Village because, um, you know, you try and get a value pick right Mm -hmm. but also you're like scanning all of the you know availability of all the items and you're going with whatever the best thing is that given day like i didn't come here for tomatoes but you know i'll be i'll be arsed if i got the spinach (laughs) (laughs) i totally get that like if the lettuce bucket is running low it's running on empty 
then mm -hmm. you have to make a quick pivot to the spinach aisle. <laughs> like, yeah. you get you your think, vitamin um, C, but your mouth ain't happy. Yeah, the iron deficiency is strong today on this nice Friday because Ty didn't get his spinach. Mm -hmm. um, but you know what? Do you think people would be happier at Subway if, you know, they just, like, got a random sandwich? Like, if they didn't get to choose a sandwich? <laughs> I, I honestly, yes, people would be way happier because it eliminates expectation setting from the mm -hmm. ordering process. And we all know that exactly happiness is expectation minus reality or something like that. There's an equation. Mm. Yep. Yep. Reality minus expectation, I guess. There might be a, a division at some point. The point is... Mm -hmm your expectation of what your future holds will dictate whether you're happy or sad. That's true. You're going in there with a mindset like, I can make any sandwich today. Today is my day. I'm going to make no my way own it'll sandwich. Be bad. There's no way it can be bad. I'm putting everything I want on it. And There's then... a 100% chance it will be the best sandwich I've ever had. I'm in complete control. That's a <laughs> terrible mindset. Mm -hmm. I, an idiot, am making my sandwich today, and <laughs> it will be good. Damn. Dude, people just it's... have too much control. Like, people are, like, power hungry, literally, in both sense of the word, and mm -hmm. they are, like, you know what, I need to be able to make my sandwich because I know best, and then they eat it, and then they realize, like, they don't know shit. <laughs> yeah it's really tough and if you think you're gonna get exactly what you want and then you deal with the communication frictions of trying to work with another human to build the sandwich by the end of that that process you're not just hungry you're hangry <laughs> you're hangry because you have no patience for you know the you know the nice little artist behind <laughs> the nice little artist minion behind the glass mm -hmm. who's uh, crafting your sub for you like you you don't want to see their face. You don't want to talk to them. You just want the sandwich to be ready ASAP. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wish their masks went all the way up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Spider-Man or something. Like you're making my sandwich. Damn. Um, but do you think it should be like a random sandwich? Like, like you go in and you like spin the wheel and then you get like whatever sandwich it lands on? Or mm. is there like just one sandwich on the menu that day? depending on what's fresh. Hmm. Two different schools of thought. So <laughs> one of them is random, which is unique to you. And one of them is random, which is unique to the day. Right. I think the first <laughs> one is the, the second option, the, the daily special, if you will. Yeah. The, the sandwich du jour. Du jour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, that appeals to my instincts because I'm a man uh, that loves you know, you know me, Eric. Just a, a, a refined vision. And that tells me that <laughs> that sandwich has been curated by maybe the resident artist, the creative director. Mm -hmm, exactly. Much like a Vegas residency, um, you know, we do have the artist who is living in the artist's quarters at the back mm -hmm. of the subway. And they, <laughs> they assess all of the incoming vegetables that the truckers didn't deliver because they're busy mm -hmm. trucking outside of ottawa mm -hmm. um but he's looking at all the he or she is looking at all the veggies and saying you know what today we're going meat only <laughs> <laughs> and they're gonna love it you know 
exactly that's the purpose of the sandwich creative director though to set the vision for everyone to follow oh shit dude do you think subway business is booming right now in ottawa because all the truckers are there oh <laughs> like wow. all of the yeah. subway all the subway money and clientele and sales just like went east straight all the way to ottawa like no one like subway right now in vancouver is you can hear a pin drop but if that's you go true. to you can... the subway Private that's attached experience. to the parliament <laughs> if you go to the subway that's attached to the parliament uh west wing you know kind of like how mm-hmm. there's an arby's inside of a home depot mm-hmm. you're gonna it's gonna be packed like the line is going all the way out onto the street because you know these uh noble truckers are hungry Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't envy those artists right now. For the American no listeners, way. there's a march on Ottawa, the capital of Canada, by the entire trucking industry to protest <laughs> vaccine mandates in their industry. So the best way to protest, why not drive across the country, right? Why not give up like two weeks of your life to sit in the car like you do every day? <laughs> why? I don't know why they didn't all go to Cancun or something like you did, Eric. <laughs> just Ted Cruz down there instead. That would be a better protest. Mm-hmm. I mean, people do what they know. Um, I'm catching flights. Truckers are trucking. It makes perfect sense <laughs> to me. You know, they're they're just like instead of taking exit 101, they're staying on the highway until they get to Daddy Trudeau's home office. Mm-hmm. It's really a ride or die mentality for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy um so those there's a high concentration of subway patrons at ottawa locations right now mm -hmm. simply because of this this movement Mm -hmm. the subway industry right now in ottawa is oversaturated with um hungry men (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do you think they'll set up like similar to a pop-up hospital at the beginning of the pandemic a pop-up subway to service the demand right now (laughs) that would be a fire marketing move for subway to just have like a you know evacuee style white tent just Mm -hmm. parked in the middle of the walmart parking lot um you know ready to service our noble um frontline workers here who have risked their paycheck and their careers Mm -hmm. to uh you know do what's right for the country ty so you know what if i was ceo of subway head chef i would for sure uh you know, set this up. It would be really because all they need is a tent and then they just like airdrop in the lettuce. Mm-hmm. Everything else can be airdropped in. You can set up a subway anywhere. Okay. It's just, they're just put the lid on the bucket and throw it out the airplane or the hell, mm-hmm. you know? Can you imagine that bucket of lettuce opens and then it's just raining shredded lettuce <laughs> <laughs> over the wow. parliament building? The I feel like I've dropped this will... before. Yeah, the already green roof will cave in because of all of the moldy lettuce on top. Wow, I can't. I imagine lettuce raining down on me. I feel like I've dreamt that before. <laughs> Dude, one hundred percent, you have. I was I've also in a Drake music video. Mm-hmm. You've also dreamt of you know light ranch being rained on you, um, but that wasn't subway. I don't know what you're talking about, Eric, and I'm not going to double click <laughs> into that. <laughs> Let's skirt on. Let's honk our drive on past that one. Subway is a perfect, you know, roadie meal as you as you found out not too long ago, Ty, when you uh, you know, drove much like a truck driver across BC. (laughs) 
for sure. <laughs> I put my eight hours in. I, I put in a full and, shift the other week. Yeah, I was shifting gears, man. And it is. It's the perfect uh, road bred head. Road head for short. <laughs> oh, fuck. Damn, Ty. So I think, uh, you know what? We we have to do like, if, if they're still driving, I don't know how many trucks have arrived. Uh, you know, I don't know how many trucks have stormed the Capitol as of yet. Um, but, you know, if we did have some who are still en route, it'd be nice to do one of those like, you know, like two planes are like flying beside each other and then they like refuel like in the in the sky. Like you could mm-hmm. do like a sandwich handoff, like, like, you know, Ty and I are pulling up in the Hellcat and we just reach out with one arm and hand the sub up to the truck driver who's in the lane next to us. <laughs> it really is a beautiful thing to imagine. The Subway sandwich is the perfect substitute for a baton. Mm-hmm, exactly. And you can just cuff it like in your wrist, kind of like that image that you shared with us uh, maybe 20 episodes ago. Uh, the perfect way to cradle a sandwich, you just like mm, yes, yes. put it in your arm like you're like o- Odell, you know? Mm-hmm. Odell Beckham, just like one-handed out the window. Yeah, definitely. You can you can bend it like back right up into their eighteen wheeler window. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Special delivery. Exactly. The that thing hot though, sandwich, Eric... uh, that hot sandwich is is gonna cool down real fast in this frigid Canadian winter though. Like one second out the window and it's basically impossible. It's iced out. <laughs> the uh the challenge, though, Eric, is that you wouldn't want to offer a, a a trucker or anyone driving a vehicle a foot-long sandwich. What I've learned in my experience <laughs> is that if you're going to get a foot-long sandwich on the road, you want to split that with somebody. 12 inches in one sitting, and then to have to drive on that is that's, <laughs> it's a it's dangerous. It's mm-hmm. I would even describe it as distracted driving or driving under the influence. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's not good for anybody. I think six inches max before you get behind the wheel. We almost need like a sweet onion breathalyzer to make sure you haven't consumed more than that. Oh my God, Ty, you're onto something. You don't, we don't want these, uh, you know, honorary truck drivers getting any DUIs, you know, driving under the influence. Influence. Um, <laughs> Because dude, that's just dangerous for everybody. You don't want somebody to enter a food coma, um, you know, on Highway 1. No. Shout out my Canadian breadheads who know what I'm talking about. But um, yeah, number one highway for a reason, baby. <laughs> exactly. But why do you, okay, what do you think about, like, splitting the foot long? I mean, if you're, if you're receiving the foot long while you're, you know, you know foot's, you know, pressed down to the ground, you're, you're flooring it, um, it might be a little dangerous to do this. But if, say, you are parked, um, could you just unwrap the foot long, put one half in a cup holder and then single-handedly drive and eat at the same time. And then, you know, save your foot long, your sauceless foot long, for, you know, for like a, two hours from now. Mm, I like this. I, this is some like four, like 4D thinking, Eric. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> they're thinking about space like... and time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They already, they already piss in a bottle and just split the foot long and wait an hour. I mean, like, this is this is trivial compared to, like, the fucking Cirque du Soleil act of trying to put your 
your foot long in a bottle <laughs> while you're while you're mm-hmm. driving hurling down the highlight way at 120. Mm-hmm. We're unwrapping six inches, going you know 200 on the dash, um, but we're not talking sandwiches in this case, Ty. We gotta we gotta unload. <laughs> yeah, I gotta let you're pushing pee out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I what's what's good about this strategy too, Eric? If a if a trucker was capable of thinking with this in this four D way that you are, is that once mm-hmm. again, the subway sandwich topography or topology is perfectly designed for a cup holder, both a baton and a cup holder. What's next? Mm-hmm, exactly. You gotta wonder, like, what kind of comforting things do you have, like in the vehicle with them? in order to last these like long days and long weeks on the road like they've got to have like an ipad or something in there (laughs) or or, like you know extra cup holders um maybe like a to-go toilet situation you know um massage seats what else Hmm. well i think we got to give a shout out to all the truck boys that uh listen to this podcast twice a week i know you're out there we're banging in your stereo system maybe you have a cd player or mm-hmm. an aux cord for your android device that still has an aux port playing back mm-hmm. this episode they got the cassette Can I get a with honk, the aux cord honk. coming out <laughs> yeah honk honk twice if you're listening to this podcast honestly it's probably it's very probable for like a lot of reasons like we put out a lot of episodes, not a lot of content, a lot of episodes <laughs> per week. Um, you know, obviously you talk about Subway, which is their favorite meal. Um, mm-hmm. And I bet you like drug drivers have listened to the most podcasts than anyone else. Like, like if you're a pilot, like you can't listen to podcasts. You got to be listening to the radio and like shit like that. Ground like, control. Roger, baby. Ground control yeah. to, to Major Tom, you know, Major Ty. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, if you're in the truck, you're just cruising, you know, got the foot on the gas or not even, maybe you just got cruise control on and, you know, you're eating a sandwich. Yeah. If you got major Tom in here, you can't be thinking about major tomatoes. <laughs> God damn it. And yeah, dude. So because we don't, we don't fuck with, you know, big daddy true trying to, you know, make us mandate some kind of vaccine or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the freedom movement. That's why we love Subway, my guy, because they celebrate my freedom of choice. Mm-hmm. It's sub- we, we all know Subway is a right-wing um, restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, we're on the side of freedom. We don't have free speech here in Canada, but, you know, freedom of choice <laughs> is a close second, I guess. Mm-hmm. My sandwich, my choice. That's the words I live by. <laughs> you would think that uh, you know, a my body, my choice type of subway would be like uh, more left wing than it is, but it's all it's all right wing, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, they really celebrate the Blue Lives Matter. They they got <laughs> they got all, all <laughs> their initiatives are all over the place. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Respect it. They're human. What can you what can you do? They're just artists, man. Artists aren't logical. Mm-hmm. Artists don't have a plan. Artists They're just rational. follow their yeah. They they follow their feelings. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes they follow them all the way to Ottawa. Exactly. Ty, speaking of 
liberal cucks. <laughs> Did you um see this Eminem rebrand? Oh, I've been meaning to talk to you about this, Eric. This this requires a, a deep dive. This is absolutely required reading for Think Fresh podcast. Um, for those who don't know, basically the Eminem characters, iconic characters from God knows when. Um, you know, obviously the green Eminem his little thotty, all the mm-hmm. all the kids wanted to fuck. My first green, crush, the green yeah. Eminem. Exactly. <laughs> I lost his virginity to the green Eminem. Um, mm-hmm. She got but... me popping it in my mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pause. Um, but you know what, Ty? Uh, you know, woke culture has, you know, it came for MX Potato Head. And mm-hmm. it came for, uh, you know, the green M&M specifically, but all the M&Ms as well. Have you seen the, the new band. designs? I've seen the lineup. I've seen the whole squad. Whole squad. <laughs> the whole squad looking stupid. The whole squad <laughs> they looking have, dangerous, honestly, bro. I looked at the new ones. I looked at the lineup, the whole band, and I was squinting so hard. I really couldn't figure out the difference. I had to see a side-by-side. Like, the orange guy is still nervous. The brown ones barely changed. It's really just the green one, and they've they've desexualized her, her a little bit, I guess. I, I guess so. Um, first of all, we got to start this conversation by just saying the only Eminem that that I will recognize is the Eminem on the uh, on the cover of Pee Wee Longway's album. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the blue Eminem. He's a he's uh, the trap god right there, but. Uh, yeah, Ty, I think the only other difference that I'm spotting is the color of their legs. I don't know if you noticed, but everyone on the top, we're looking at an image right now, guys, but the old ones, they're all white, <laughs> like, like skin tone white, the legs, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you mm-hmm. look at the other ones below, it's like they're wearing white leggings on top of their normal color. So like the red guys has like really light red legs. Right, they got they so got that, that uh, iOS style background blur on their legs. Mm-hmm, exactly, they got the shout out to my pixel. Apple fanboys. Exactly, twenty four pixel radial blur on the kneecaps. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, outside of that, Ty, would you still hit the green M M&M, and <laughs> You know, it's the first one I'm popping after I crack a bag of these things. Mm-hmm, um, exactly. But when I'm hangry, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, dude. The only other thing, too, is like, so they desexualized her, right? I guess it's still a woman. Am I allowed to say that? I don't know. It's a them. A them and them. Mm-hmm. I mean, this m M&M still got DSLs. So, mm-hmm. but uh, you can see that she's no longer wearing, like, uh, Margella tabby boots. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's now wearing, like, the thotty filas. So this in a way, the... she kind of like got more sexual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more on trend at least. But this was Eric the, unless you have a thing for the tabby boots, like most of the <laughs> foot fetishizing breadheads. <laughs> uh, but uh, so this is like, I I need to draw your attention to the the entire like sneaker set in the new Eminem lineup. Everybody is copying. A different sneaker and 
like there's some Air Force Ones in here. What else we got? I, I feel like sneaker culture. Are is there no end to this? <laughs> you just you thought there's no way that uh, sneaker culture is coming to an end. I mean, look at this. Like, you know, she's got either the Fila's on or maybe some common projects. Real common real projects dyke energy. Sure, yeah, this is some, some big dyke energy tie. Um, but you know, orange M and M. He still got on the Tims. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. the orange M M&M and M is from the Bronx. Uh, brown M M&M, and M. Her her heels. She's still got heels on. And mm-hmm. but it looks like she, uh, yeah, it looks like she swapped out the shades or like the, the, the glasses. She's still like a very fuckable librarian, but I don't know about, um, I don't know about that new shape. It doesn't really match her face. That she well. can do better than Warby Parker, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about brown M M&M, and M. But yeah. uh, what about red M M&M? and M? He's what has he got though? Like they look like some Stan Smiths or something. It, they like, kind of look like uh, some mid. Like the mid Air Force ones, like mm-hmm. you know, for for main character Red Eminem, I don't know about that that move. That's pretty. It's pretty bad. It it pleases the lowest common denominator, which is the 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 role of the protagonist. <laughs> so let's talk about Big Bird um, Yellow, the, the the big goofy yellow one. Mm-hmm. So these look like um, some Rick Owen dunks, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you think? bleach them. Yeah, you have the shape right. I can't think of any other shoe that would be all white and maintain this kind of like boot-like, this boot-like shape. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, all of them look like they were dressed by Kerwin Frost. Um... <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> Especially fucking blue guys, beluga boots. They look like um, mm-hmm. if like, Vetamont's made slippers. Mm-hmm. So wait, he or they? <laughs> they're, they're them the and only, M. Them and them. Um, they're the only ones with the same shoes from the previous generation. Yeah, he's timeless, man. Blue is timeless. Yeah, yeah. he still kept them pretty clean too. All these years, and they're still as white as they used to be. Dude, you already know the blue M&M's got the crispiest uh, situation going on. Yeah, he must have a good, like, post-outing clean, like, cleanse routine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, is the, this is the blue M&M that I, I identify with, Ty. He's got the Ferragamo mm. belt. <laughs> the, the Pee-wee Longway Blue M&M Volume 2 mm-hmm. King Size Album Cover Parental mm-hmm. Advisory Dude, this Explicit is... Content. Exactly, Ty. This is the only Eminem that matters. Okay, he's got the, uh, you know, MCM backpack, the, mm-hmm. the Ferragamo belt. Um, you got the Adidas. Um, Jeremy Scott. Those wingtipped. <laughs> the Jeremy Scott Adidas high tops. Okay. Damn. Potentially some Bal Balmain or some Amiri mm-hmm. denim. Um, mm-hmm. The leather jacket. It could be Saint Laurent. We don't know. Um, mm-hmm. He's got a gold chain of backwoods in his mouth, mm-hmm. pulling an orange lighter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can you ID the the watch? What what what's happening with the watch? That's a great question. It looks like a no name brand. Um, but the funniest part of this whole image here, Ty, is the Audi in the back. <laughs> oh yeah, because you know that he's not really rich. Like like he's just front. Like like the like the car's like I the car the car's mid right. But right. He, he like invested way too much in his clothes. 
He's like me in my Tom Brown sweatshorts, driving my Toyota Mm -hmm. Matrix. Exactly. He's he's like living above his means in terms of his closet. But like, what's your what's your apartment looking like, fam? Like, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) where you living at? One bed, one bath. Yeah, exactly. Still lives in his parents' basement, but but he's got the the AP, the fake AP from uh, (laughs) from Canal Street on the wrist. You know. Damn. I love everything about this Pee Wee Longway album artwork. And any breadhead listening to this episode, I would encourage you to give this a Google image lookup afterwards. This really is a symbol of Think Fresh podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I just realized Except that I would never say... wear Moschino shoes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just realized it doesn't say, he doesn't have the iconic M tatted across the navel. Um, you know, <laughs> yo. So you think that big ass M on these caricatures that represent snacks is a, is a that's a that's inked? Dude, you already know he's got the thug life tied across the navel. Um, you know, this shit is not a it's not a fucking joke, bro. It's a game. It's not a game. It's a this is real life gang shit. I think what I think what we've realized today, Eric, is the power of mascots and the way that they can create dialogue in the media. <laughs> and that only leads me to one question, whereas like, why is Subway sleeping on this? They have so many iconic sandwiches that they could sexualize, desexualize, stigmatize, characterize. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're so right. Obviously, all of this stuff is facts. And this is breaking news, Ty, but it looks like the original Pee Wee Longley Blue M&M Volume 2 cover has been sold as an NFT for 5,000 Ethereum, which is 65 million US dollars, bro. This is the most valuable piece of crypto art. I don't know if this is fake or not, but this this is great. This sounds fake, but I I choose to believe it. That's gotta be fake. Wow. Coming from this uh, woke, this woke culture, Ty, you know, we need space for this kind of blue M&M in the world. <laughs> if you truly want to be diverse, where is this guy? Where's the DJ drama blue M&M? Yeah, I want an M&M that looks like me. <laughs> exactly. I want to be represented in the lineup. <laughs> I, don't, you know what I, mean? I don't feel represented in the lineup. Where's exactly. the highbrow, lowbrow M&M? Exactly. I'm more on this culture than, uh, you know, Mm-hmm. whatever woke liberal m&ms are on that other one and i, I think it's because there's like such a trend right now to associate your your caricatures and mascots with like gender and sexuality when in reality you should be associating it with like high school cliques and like genres of personality in high school like mm-hmm. i want a goth m&m you know i want i want a like the the most famous on kid in your class on TikTok, Eminem. I want his curly hair. <laughs> God damn it, Ty. You've been watching too much Hype House. <laughs> Bro, this image is so fucking funny that we look, I'm looking at volume one now. And damn. can we break this fit down as well? Okay, so wait, wait, what are we talking about? We're talking about volume one now, blue Eminem. This is volume one Pee Wee Longway Longway. album. Mm -hmm. So it looks like between volume one and two, he downgraded his car because Mm -hmm. volume one, he's got the Audi R8. Mm -hmm. Um, But it looks like he sold that and then bought a bunch of clothes. 
months, and then this is the Audi A4. <laughs> he's volume one of Pee Wee Longways the Blue Man is actually the act of him selling the vehicle. You can see him messaging on some old Android device. The, the <laughs> buyer, the money is right there. He looks mm-hmm. he looks kind of sad. He knows he's downgrading. Mm-hmm. He's on the BlackBerry, the one that slides up, and he's mm-hmm. like on the Turo app. He's like, "Fuck, can I rent out this thing?" Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's trying to pay off the Amiri jeans, but it looks like he does have potentially the same watch and some gold grills so still got the he's grills, doing okay yeah. he's doing okay he just hasn't invested in um you know the rockstar skinnies just yet but he does have the uh m tatted across the stomach mm-hmm. yeah he must have got that removed it's mm-hmm. yeah everyone's on a path you know everyone's trying to glow up and what we're looking at it's the legacy of, of an m&m and <laughs> m <laughs> exactly um also notice that in, you know, version two, he was gifted the, you know, honorary MPA gold chain, which is the label. Mm-hmm. So it looks like, uh, you know, volume one did really well. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, if he's getting the Christmas bonus from the label mm-hmm. in, in gold, that's his uncut gem. Mm-hmm. So, you know what, let me get, let me get you the Rockefeller chain. Mm-hmm. Damn. Well, thanks for sharing these album covers with me, Eric. I didn't realize this corner of the music landscape was so connected to the zeitgeist of the moment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, it's I don't. Really I don't know if uh, MPA label. What What is that? What does that stand for? Even. Mm, MPA. No pasta available. Oh, MPA. Dude, I think it's a self-release. Oh. It says NPA Bandcamp. I don't know what that means. I think I think they just dropped the first album on Bandcamp. Yo, that's how <laughs> that's how little like money this dude had. <laughs> he couldn't even like couldn't even cop a label. On a, couldn't cop the label. Couldn't even uh you know, muster up the courage to contact anyone at Apple. Just so everyone's yeah. aware, I do like this album. <laughs> okay. We're not shitting on this artist. This artist is good. Um, yeah, this is good music right here, bro. Yeah, it is. Well, actually, I haven't listened to it, so I, I, can't, I can't speak to it. But I will go and do the due diligence of playing this shit back after the episode. Finish it back, DJ. Mm-hmm. Gotta stay hydrated, Eric. Mm-hmm. So what else is new, King? What else you got for me today? I mean, not a whole lot. I'm honestly thinking about this uh, blue m M&M. and <laughs> still, and I'm thinking about how, you know, they, they give out chains, obviously. You, you might even be lucky enough if you, on the Rockefeller Records label, you could get a Rockefeller chain. Um, mm-hmm. But I think even more prestigious to that, Ty, is being invited to the Rockefeller Brunch. <laughs> Do you know about this? I'm not familiar with the Rockefeller Brunch. Walk me through it. Walk um, me through it like I don't know the breads at Subway. Okay. Basically, the Rockefeller Brunch is 
an annual event where basically like Jay-Z and Beyonce just host the, like all their friends for like a big brunch. And it's like this just like thing where like all the artists uh, kind of hang out, all the industry people. Mm. Um, so how many people yeah. are we talking at a brunch like this? Like, are they, are they going over their safe six bubble? <laughs> They're definitely going over the safe six bubble. It's more of a super spreader event. Um, mm. To be honest, I don't know much about it. All I know is people, good people from Joe Budden podcast go frequently. Mm. Um, but yeah, Ty, I think we got to do something to you know secure our invite to I think this so year's Rockefeller brunch. Jay and Bay have continuously missed my name on the invite list, so I'm not sure what's up with that. <laughs> yeah, is mm-hmm. is is Hov himself flipping the fried eggs at this brunch? Like, what 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 do they serve in here? <laughs> That's a great question. I mean, I have to, you know, catering. Um, there is a chance that Subway was on the short list of options for a caterer this year. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure if one day they do decide to go and get a sub club, you know, sandwich, they will mm-hmm. probably consider us seeing as we're the, we are the B, the best subway podcast in on earth. Mm-hmm. I, I, even if they need literal. me there for quality control on the six footer party sub, just to make sure it's up to the standards of worthy of Beyonce's palate, I I, I would take that job. I would take QA. Okay, change request here, Ty. It's called the Rock Nation Brunch. That's why I couldn't find it. Mm, okay. Check this out. This is the thing. <laughs> the Rock Nation. That makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Rockefeller sounds too um, suit suit and tie. Mm-hmm. So this is a uh, you know ahead of the Grammys every year, and you know if you are an artist who have boy have boycotted the Grammys or if you're simply not nominated, this is your Grammys. Um, you know, we have uh guest stars, you know, music, people performing. Uh well we got Big Sean, Rihanna, T I, Usher, Dave Chappelle, Megan the Stallion, Meek Mill, Kelly Rowland. I mean just look at this, Ty. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty heavy hitting lineup. Mm-hmm. So that's cool to know that all these people, like brunch, brings people together. It doesn't matter if you are a white girl in the suburbs or like Jay Z's click. Like everyone comes together for brunch, and I think that's really cool. Not very few things can do that. You can split a foot long with anybody. You can have brunch with anybody. You can. Maybe like down a, like an IPA with everybody. <laughs> I love to clink IPAs with, you know, <laughs> Hove himself. Yeah, I want to clink IPAs with Kevin Hart. Exactly. Wow. Well, Ty, you know, our time is coming. Um, we will, you know, this is a Black-owned podcast, and we will be invited next year. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. Already. Anything else on your mind today? I got nothing for you, King, but I appreciated the opportunity to link and build with you. Thank you for your your mind, 
your your words, your energy. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad we got to the bottom of this Eminem controversy, and uh, we're able to really, you know, split and get to you know the middle. Mm-hmm. And take notes, Subway. Personify your sandwiches. I, I want a sexy BMT. <laughs> exactly. I want to fuck my meatball marinara. Um, <laughs> so, what can we do to make that happen? Yeah, I, I don't doubt that you're already doing that. You just <laughs> want to make it a little more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, in a song Push and Pee when Young, young Thug says, I just fucked a cup of water. I did. <laughs> Damn, you have a, a memory for that, hey? Dude, I've been pushing pee all, all month long, buddy. <laughs> I love that for you. Well, I think the only P we're going to be pushing is push and play on this episode because uh, yeah, I think it's time to publish this baby and mm-hmm. uh, just let it out in the wild. And that's P. I'll see you later. All right, kings time. and queens. <laughs> Ciao. All right, Kingslayer. See you later.